Welcome to the Dad's Off-Duty Podcast, and boy, do we have a special episode for you. It's a doozy. Actually, um, it's not special. You're not special. Your children aren't special. Well, for the two people that are left listening, (laughs) welcome. I am your host, Seth Michaels, and I am joined this beautiful evening by Jason Katie. Great to be here, Seth. Did did I make you miserable? He makes me come here. (laughs) Help me. I force him at gunpoint. Much like Trump is trying to force himself to stay in the, you know, White House. (laughs) Okay. So today's episode will be about what we want to be when we grow up or what we wanted to be when we grew up as as children, so on and so forth. So why did the Invisible Man turn down the job offer? Couldn't see himself in the job? Pretty darn close. He couldn't see himself doing it. Excellent. Thank you. You know, you like to keep it topical with your drinks, so I'm trying to keep it topical with the dad jokes. How's Invisible Man topical right now? The job. Job offer? Oh, yeah. I already forgot we were talking about this week. (laughs) So screwed. Jason is not in the game tonight. I'm getting there. I'm going to get there. He could even enable voter suppression, and he still wouldn't be in the game tonight. Okay. That's too soon. (laughs) Yes, especially for those people um, in Michigan. Okay. I'm sorry. Enough politics. It's just the whole situation. Okay, okay, I lied. I'm not done. The whole situation with Trump has got me really upset because he's literally, it looks like he's literally trying to perform a coup and it's making my hair go gray and i feel shingles pain have you ever had shingles jason i've not what's it like great great yeah it's beautiful so i had shingles after i got hit by a car while i was running um i broke three ribs and i was holding my ribs because while they hurt So I just thought I developed a rash on my ribs where I broke them. But instead, I got shingles over the top of my broken ribs. The most interesting part of that story is why did you get hit by a car while you were running? I don't even care about the shingles. So it was late at night and I was going for a jog because it was nice out. And I did those things when I was younger. I can't run now because I'm an invalid, but was going for a run and had my headphones in stop sign car was coming. I was like, I'll be fine. The car should stop. Do you know what the car did not do at the stop sign? The car didn't stop. Ah, damn it. And I noticed too late, I was jamming out to my music, and the car just kept on going, and I bounced off the hood of that car, and they just kept on driving. They didn't even stop. Wow. No, I was perched groaning on the hood of their vehicle, just in pain, 
And I looked at them, and they looked up for me from their phone. So I am assuming they were texting while driving or some such thing. And gave me a shocked expression and drove off into the darkness. And people said, why didn't you get their license plate number? Yes, that is the first thing that I'm thinking of at 1030 at night on a dark street after having three ribs broken and being hit by a car is hold on. Let me stand up and get their license plate number. What am I going to write it down on? Am I going to scratch it in the cement with my blood? (laughs) I'm laughing at your pain, but you're obviously fine now. There's nothing wrong with you physically. You never bring it up on the podcast, so you must be fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. But long story short, I got shingles over the top of my broken ribs. And if you've ever had broken ribs, it's hard to breathe. And if you ever had shingles, it feels like you're being punched by Mike Tyson just repeatedly always. So it felt like I couldn't breathe while being punched by Mike Tyson in the same spot. It was horrible. Just miserable. Would not wish it upon anybody. So for those of you playing Dad's Off Duty Bingo, you can mark off the circle that says Seth talks about an injury. Because we've already... Yeah, we marked that one off. I'm sure there will be another one tonight because it kind of leads into something else. Alas, the reason we've arrived this evening again is to talk about what we wanted to be when we grew up or when we grow up. Maybe we haven't grown up. I know I haven't. So I've done most of the talking per usual so far, Jason. So I want you to lead off with wherever you want to start. Sure. So before I get into what I wanted to be when I grew up, I did ask the same question to both of my kids and my wife because I wanted to get a few more answers to make this a little interesting. So as I've said before, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old daughter. Now, I asked my six-year-old daughter first, what do you want to be when you grow up? Her response was an actress. And that doesn't surprise me too much, because she really does love being in front of a camera. She is photogenic and... I don't think I brought this up on the podcast, but she actually does have her own YouTube channel. So we've been going down that path. Um, Yeah. Can I subscribe to it right now? You absolutely can. There's three or four videos to date. What's the YouTube channel's name? You need to search for Audrey's Amazing Adventures. Audrey. Is there an apostrophe? Uh, I think so. There's a few of them, so you'll have to look for the one with the profile picture of a rainbow. That would be her. Oh, oh, I see it. Subscribed. Oh, she will be very happy to hear that she's got a new subscriber. And uh, you know what? I will make sure soon to to put some views on there as well. So, yep. So we've been going down nice. that path and, you know, she's really bummed that she is not able to get comments, but. You know, YouTube videos that have kids in them by, I don't know, law, um, you can't actually put comments in. So I'm, I'm okay with that, personally. I don't need to see anybody's comments from the internet on something that my child has done. Absolutely. I agree 100%. 
Yeah, so there's some really riveting videos for those of you who would love to like and subscribe her videos. She would absolutely appreciate it. So that's been fun. So that's Audrey. That's my oldest. And then my youngest, I asked her what she wants to be, and she said she wants to be a teacher, which I thought was very cute. She really loves school. You know, she's going to preschool right now, and she loves her preschool teacher. So I think she wants to follow in her footsteps. That and my wife was also a teacher in a previous life prior to having kids. So perhaps, you know, seeing a lot of the teachery stuff around our house and in our basement that we've still got has enticed her to want to be a teacher when she grows up. So we'll see if that sticks. I know that she's only four years old, but is there an inclination into what, if she were to teach a subject, let's say, what subject would she teach besides like fart jokes? She really likes food. So maybe she would be like a cooking Ooh. or a home ec teacher. They don't have home ec anymore. I'm sure they don't. Not like I do. They should. They should, but they won't. She loves food. She'd probably teach a cooking class. She absolutely loves making pancakes with me on Saturday mornings. We will get the step stool out, all the ingredients, and it's a blast having her stir and crack the egg. She loves it, and so do I. So that's kind of our weekly tradition. Yeah, that would be in her future. She loves eating. Which you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell by looking at her, because she's such a s small little girl. But all the snacks, that one. All the snacks. Oreos. Loves Oreos. Yeah. I remember. What about you? Did you ask your kids that question? Yeah. So I asked my oldest and he gave me two answers. And my oldest name is Kylar. He gave me two answers. The first answer he gave me was he wants to be a superhero when he grows up, which is amazing. He wants to help people. And I asked him, what superhero, what superhero powers did you want? And he said, I want to have powers like Spider-Man. So that's pretty cool. I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Spider-Man. So, you know, kind of the nerdy kid at school. Yeah. So he wants to be Spider-Man if he can't be Spider-Man, which would be really disappointing for everybody involved. If he can't be... <laughs> Don't break he, it to him yet. Yeah, exactly. If he can't be Spider-Man, he wants to be a firefighter. Oh, very noble. Well, either way, he wants to save lives, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. He loves helping people. He loves helping his little brother. He loves helping both my wife and I around the house. Just really enjoys it. My dad has been a volunteer firefighter for 30 years. Okay. Does he see his, his grandpa doing that, and maybe that's part of the reason why? Yeah, I think so. He He's always really enjoyed fire trucks and firefighting, and definitely grandpa being a volunteer firefighter, I think, leads into that a bit. So going back to the superhero thing, now, come on, between you and me, I mean, kids, all kids love Spider-Man, but come on, he's not the coolest superhero. I mean, if you had a, if you could have a superpower, Seth, what would you pick? Certainly not Spider-Man. No, I, I wouldn't be Spider-Man. You know, I think Professor Xavier, being able to stop space and time is a pretty dope superpower. <laughs> being able to control somebody else's mind is kind of messed up, but that's a pretty dope superpower. Yeah, the whole reading minds part of him, though, I would. I don't think I'd want that. Beyond that, I think Jean Grey again, in the, the land of mutants, has a pretty good combination of, of powers. 
not necessarily again the mind reading thing, but the whole telekinesis as well as being able to fly. That's pretty cool. Telekinesis for you non-nerds is uh, the ability to move things with your mind. Yes. So that would be amazing. How about you? Like, what if you could choose a superpower, what would it be? See, what I loved comics as a kid, and I always gravitated towards the villains. So Magneto's superpower to me was so, so cool. To be able to control anything magnetic. Yeah. See, that's... I am really glad that we both went x-men or the 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 x-men comics here oh yeah the x-men were huge growing up man i mean and then they had the animated series and i was just gonna say that which by the way they have on disney plus and it is just as good as i remembered it that opening theme song is absolute fire it is so good yeah oh my goodness Woo. okay I also asked my youngest, who is one and a half, and... Well, here we go. Does he want to be a pancake? I said, Roland, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, cookie. That's him saying a cookie. He wants to be a cookie when he grows up. And then I, then I asked him, I said, do you want to be a baseball player? Yeah. Do you want to be... And I just started listing off all of these things, and he's just going, yeah, yeah. Because he, he wants to make me happy. I was obviously asking him, you know, a question I wanted an answer to. So he wanted to make me happy, and he said, yeah, yeah. Just nodding his head vigorously, smiling. It was pretty hilarious. He wants to be a cookie baseball player slash policeman, TV repairman. Okay, actually, before I get into my wife's, because I also asked my wife. Uh, you started, so I want you to get into what your wife wanted to be when she grew up. Fun fact about my wife. Two things. She is white. I don't know if I've mentioned this. She's white. And she's a lady. And the reason I bring that up <laughs> is because that leads me right into everybody's favorite segment. Cocktail o'clock. Hit the music. <laughs> And you're saying, well, okay, what does white lady have to do with a drink? Well, that's actually the name of the drink I made this week. It is called a white lady. So here I have it here. Now, white lady, for those of you who don't know. I don't know. It was made back in the year 1919. This is when this drink originated. So it's about 100 years old. It originated in the city of London, England. And it had some interesting ingredients. It's not the drink I'm drinking today, but originally it had creme de menthe, which, if you don't know, is like a mint liqueur, triple second lemon juice. So when you think about that, it's got mint, (laughs) orange, and lemon. Disgusting. Doesn't sound good at all. (laughs) And maybe that's part of the reason why about 10 years later, someone decided to swap out the creme de menthe with gin. So that's what I have here, plus an extra ingredient. It's extra foamy at the top. I don't know if you can see that, Seth. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm quizzing you here. If, if it's extra foamy at the top, what's the fourth ingredient? 
It's an ingredient I've used before here on Cocktail O'Clock. He's shaking his head. It's it's an egg white. And egg whites are really good in drinks to help them get frothy and more rich. So what I did was I combined two ounces of gin. Else that's frothy, white, and rich. Well, you know, I like it. <laughs> egg white, he says. I'm I'm putting that in quotes. I'm sorry, you can continue. <laughs> two ounces of gin. Half ounce triple stack, half ounce freshly squeezed lemon juice, because that's how we do, and one egg white. Now I dry shook it, which I think I've gotten over this before in Cocktail O'Clock, but in case you don't know, dry shaking is when you put all the ingredients into a shaker and you don't put ice in it. You shake it up and it makes it really frothy. And then you put some ice in it after that, shake it up, just chill the drink, and then you just strain it into a martini glass. So. Here we go. You know, gin is an interesting liquor. I'm not super familiar with it. It doesn't taste like much. Like, I can taste a little bit of lemon. I mean, there's egg white in here. That gives it the texture. It's kind of like meh. I bet the egg white neutralizes some of the flavor, though. Like, I feel like the egg white would neutralize some of the flavor. It's It's possible. So how does your white lady taste? And no, I'm not talking about your wife. Thank you. (laughs) This white lady, I would give two and a half out of five. I'm going to put it right in the middle. It's it's just, it's there. It's okay. It's meh. It's got flavor. Yeah. How does something with gin not have flavor? I mean, God, pine needles. (laughs) It's a little piney. I used a Tangeray gin. I think my last gin drink I used... Uh, what's the blue one? Bomb Bombay? No. Bay. Is that it? Bombay? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, two and a half. It's okay. If you're if you like gin, you'll probably like this. It's okay. What about what about you, Seth? What do you got today? I have something also from New Glare's Brewing Company, the same uh, company that I promoted last week, and this is another. One of my favorites. Actually, most of the beer brewed at New Glarus, I, I enjoy. Um, Would you call this New Glarus November? You know what? That is a good idea. I came up with that myself. This is New Glarus November. And for this week, we are speaking of Moon Man. And the reason I chose Moon Man leads into a job I wanted to have as a child, which was to be an astronaut. I'll get into that a little bit later. But Moon Man is a pale ale, so it's not quite as hoppy as an IPA. It has a little bit more body, a little bit more flavor than a regular ale, the ale I had last week, which was a fat squirrel. So I'm going from a fat squirrel, jumping to the Moon Man, and... I will say that this is a, I like this one a little bit more than last week. I like this one a little bit more than Fat Squirrel. 4.25 stars. 4.25. So, I like it. It's good. I mean, that's a recommend as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I would recommend The Moon Man if you have a chance to get it. Now, we're getting into cold weather season, so I don't want to, you know, look too far ahead here, but 
I'm really looking forward to some stout recommendations here coming up pretty soon because I, I want to try one. So just keep that in the back of your mind for, you know, December, January, whatever yeah. fits in your schedule. Sounds good. I can I can do that. So white lady, getting back to the other white lady in my life, <laughs> my beautiful, lovely wife. I asked her and she had a couple answers. So, you know, growing up, depending on what age you asked her this question, she had a very different answer to give you. At one point in her life, she wanted to be an art teacher. Now, I mentioned she was, probably still will be again, a teacher. She did not teach art ever. So as a kid, she specifically wanted to teach art, which I can totally see. She's a really good artist. She loves doing crafty activities with kids. And she even painted some really cool pictures that are in our bathroom right now of our girls. She like, you know, drew some, I don't know what the right word is, but like cartoon portraits of our kids, if that that's a thing. Very cute. So she wanted to do that for a while. And then she got as I think when she got older, she really was leaning towards being a lawyer slash a judge. She wanted to be something in the judicial system. And, you know, right all the wrongs that are were happening in the country. So that was her thing for a little while. And then at some point, she also wanted to be a writer of children's books or a librarian, which totally checks all the boxes I know about her because she loves books. It's a huge part of her life. So I could see her doing either one of those as well. So we have a ridiculous amount of kids' books in our house because of the fact that she's a teacher. So prior to her leaving her assignment a few years back, her classroom had, I don't even, a couple hundred books in it. Like it was a mini library in there because she really gravitated towards books and letting kids read on their free time. So yeah, that's her in a nutshell. So art teacher, children's book, and lawyer. Mixed bag. So Jennifer, my wife, I asked her this question. She laughed. And I said, why are you laughing? And she said, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a bank teller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know why she laughed. So, right? Is that the first time you've ever heard that when you ask somebody, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a bank teller. I think if you ask the average bank teller, they wouldn't even say they wanted to be a bank teller. <laughs> so... I asked her why did she want to be a bank teller, and she said, well, you know, when I was a kid, they had their own little window, and they were always friendly, friendly and able to talk to people, and sometimes they helped on the drive through She said, I thought that would just be really nice. You must have different bank tellers than me, because the bank tellers <laughs> I go to are all bitches. <laughs> Which makes sense. Jennifer is a people pleaser, always wants to do what's right by everybody. Makes perfect sense. Then she went through a couple of phases. Then she wanted to be a veterinarian. Loves animals. Hates birds. Though, never would have worked out. Yeah, you can't, like, be a veterinarian. Say, <laughs> Take the birds to a different building. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your birds. And then she wanted to be a teacher. Then she wanted to be a fashion designer. Then she wanted to be an interior designer. Then she wanted to be a singer. 
um, which is kind of what ended her childhood, teenage years. She ended, you know, wanting to be a singer. She went to school, originally went to school to it for music performance. So she's amazingly talented, wonderful voice, complete opposite of me. It's interesting you bring that up because my wife in high school was part of vocal jazz and show choir. She still this day has a beautiful voice. So maybe our wives should like start a, you know, duet. Is that what you call it? Yeah, duet. I got my wife a ukulele this last Christmas. She loves playing it. She's it's amazing. But yeah, so that's that's my wife in the nut in a nutshell. Definitely went through her phases just like everybody does. And for sure, the most interesting one on that list is Bank Teller. I just thought that was hilarious. And that was the first one she could remember. I would try to forget that if I was her. <laughs> let's get to us. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get down to the brass tacks. So I really had to think about this because maybe it comes easier to women or something or, or just anybody but me. But <laughs> when I think about what I wanted to be when I grew up, a couple things come to mind. I'm sure there are way more than what I'm going to give to you today. But yeah, one of the first things I can remember is elementary schooler. We had a field trip to a science center and I was, you know, brought into a room where they had like these quote unquote dinosaur bone digs. So like they had this like big box of sand and rocks and you got brushes and rakes and stuff, and you had to basically uncover dinosaur bones and put together the skeleton at the end. And I thought that was the coolest freaking thing ever. At the end, I'm like, is this a real job? You know, I rose my hand and I said, do people do this? Like for, like for, they go, yeah, this is called a paleontologist. So for many years, I wanted to be a paleontologist. I wanted to go on digs and finds to, assemble dinosaur skeletons and unearth new dinosaur fossils. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And then, you know, Jurassic, the Jurassic Park movie came out and holy crap, dinosaurs were like the shit for me um, as an elementary and junior high school kid. So I, that was, I was all about that paleontology, man. Jurassic Park, by the way, holds up to this day, man. That movie is spectacular so good i still give my brother shit though because we went and saw it as a family in the theater yeah and my brother i mean granted he was like 10 but he cried like a baby and and my mom had to take him out halfway oh, yeah the part where the t-rex's face just goes through the roof of the jeep oh my god that would be terrifying i mean it wasn't for like a badass like me but yeah my brother <laughs> you know he, he bawled like a baby <laughs> i think my mom took him to the arcade or something instead <laughs> We still we bring that up like every year, you know, just as a joke. You, you should get him a T-Rex puppet this year for like Christmas, like a T-Rex figure or whatever. And just like <laughs> put a little like tiny stuffed animal in his mouth with his name on it. Just really funny. <laughs> uh, what's one of the first things that you remember being? What's one of the first memories? you? Have? All right. When I was very little, I wanted to be one of two things neither of which existed. I wanted to be a baseball farmer. Please explain. I know what a farmer is. I know what a baseball player is. <laughs> so I wanted to play professional baseball 
and be a farmer in one job, a baseball farmer. Now, does this have any connection to the movie Field of Dreams? Because I feel like maybe you saw that movie and you equated the two together? Maybe. Now, my dad taught me baseball. He was my baseball coach. And when he was growing up, he was also a farmer. So I was at that point infatuated with both baseball and agriculture. So I wanted to be a baseball farmer. Number two, also non-existent. I wanted to be a Jedi so bad. Is that a Star Trek thing? What's that again? Star Wars. You hurt my soul. I wanted the four. I wanted powers like the Force. Mm, you wouldn't believe it. Just. Totally wanted to be Jedi when I grew up. Big sad when I realized couldn't do it. Are they the good guys or the bad guys? Good guys. Sith are the bad guys. We need to get you watching some Star Wars, brother. Hard pass. (laughs) Okay. Fast forward a few years. And I found out that people landed on the moon. And I thought that was absolutely incredible. So I wanted to be an astronaut. Fast forward another year. It's the D.A.R.E. program. There's a police officer in the school teaching me about drugs and shooting bad guys and stuff. I'm like, I want to be a cop. Okay, I thought you were going to say I want to be a D.A.R.E. officer. (laughs) That's very specific. I want to be Scruff McGruff. It's a funny story about the D.A.R.E. thing. So we had D.A.R.E. as well. And I think I was in sixth grade probably. and. I remember, you know, coming home from school one day after listening to a dare lecture and my mom smoked cigarettes. I went in the house, in the kitchen, opened the drawer where I knew she kept her cigarettes and threw them directly in the garbage. I'm talking a whole carton of cigarettes. (laughs) And my mom's like, what are you doing? For me to explain, oh, mom, those are drugs. Cigarettes are drugs. You can't do that anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't remember this. My mom remembers this. This had to have been the most pissed off she ever was. Suffice to say, I never did that again. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yes, police officer. I wanted to be a, a police officer for quite some time through, I would say, like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And then... I wanted to be a history teacher. And then I wanted to be an architect. And then this was getting right around the time I was about ready to transfer or start going into college. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to be. And I was kind of going through the motions in school, in, in college at this point. And I took an anthropology class. And I absolutely loved it. And then I took a biological anthropology class and I said, this is for me. I would love to be in biological anthropology, studying the ancient remains of our closest relatives and, you know, the earliest homo sapiens that that walked the earth. I thought that was the coolest thing, studying how people became people and extrapolating from there. Just unbelievable. If I had my choice... Today, I would still go back to school to be a biological anthropologist, but I have kids, so I 
wouldn't want to be traveling all the time as that job would require. So I changed again and I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher again. And I said, fuck that. I don't want to be a teacher. And then finally I'm, I'm in school now for marketing and I, I don't think that's necessarily for me. If I could, I would really love to continue doing podcasting and make that my career or something and kind of something like this. Go ahead, Jason. Well, I was just going to say, it's interesting that you brought up anthropology because I feel like those, what that hits is it hits history and science equally. Yep. And here you are now with a history and science podcast. So yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you've lost that love. It, it seems like you've continued on maybe just a different path. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never stop loving history and science. I think it explains so much about the world we live in today and extrapolating history and specifically the anthropological side, the different cultures and how they've adapted over time and and kind of the correlation between different cultures and our current ones, so on and so forth. And just it really says a lot about who we are as a people and where we're going and to me, that that whole field is just absolutely fascinating. And obviously, I could talk about it for hours. And if you want to listen to me talk about it for, for hours, here's a plug. I haven't done this in a while. History Uncensored podcast, where I specifically talk about history and science, as Jason said. I mean, I'm not on that podcast, so I don't I mean, if you want to listen <laughs> to it, that's fine. But why? No, it's a great podcast. I've listened to it, and you do a fantastic job. You do a ton of research, so it's really well done. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, between 40 and at least 40 to 60 hours of research goes into each episode. It shows. If I can bring it back to the science thing, you know, growing up, one of the things I wanted to be when I started my high school career is a physics teacher. I had physics my senior year, and I just was blown away by the subjects and how much I got out of it and how exciting it was, like between mechanics, electricity, light, motion. All of it was so cool to me that I was like, I would love to learn everything there is to know about it, you know, quantum mechanics. I would love to know everything about physics and then turn around and teach it to, to somebody just like I'm getting taught. So. I had a blast doing that class in high school, and then there was a lab component as well, which made it even cooler. And then I got to college, and I took some physics classes, and it was a little less fun. And then I realized I would have to be putting up with students if I was going to be a teacher. And that part kind of sucked. Like, I want to teach, but I don't want to have to deal with the students. Is there, is there a way to do So, yeah, I mean, I... To your point, you know, I think you said at one point you wanted to be a teacher too, but I could never do what my wife does and, and many others do. And, you know, now with, you know, the kids being at home uh, learning, I'm kind of, I kind of peek in and I'm listening to the lessons. Granted, this is first grade, but like I, I give teachers all the props in the world. That's got to be one of the hardest jobs on the planet. And you're so underappreciated. Is, is not for me. So it, it was something I wanted to be for a minute when I grew up, but no, yeah. not anymore. Never. Yeah. I would still enjoy teaching. I think I love kids. Uh, I love teaching kids. I love being in that role for a short while. I did, you know, they have those online 
teaching programs where you can teach kids in China English. Yes. Uh, I did that for a little while, so that was pretty cool. I did that online and connected with kids over there or whatever, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So does that mean you know Chinese? Nope. Mm -mm. So you can do that without knowing Chinese? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. They they actually require that you don't... The only language that you speak is the the one that the kids are practicing, which was English, obviously, for the class that I was teaching. So when they come to you, they already have a basis of knowledge then. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. So each class that I taught kind of fell within a different level group. Um, and within that different group, there could be kids from age four to eight, you know, and in the higher levels, they could, you know, between seven and 12. So I could have a huge range of kids in the class between generally only four to six kids in the class. But it was a lot of fun just meeting kids you know, that, that lived in China. And I thought it was a really interesting job that I did for a summer. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. The other one that came to mind growing up and you already mentioned it, I, I think this is every boy had this at one point, but being a baseball player, I mean, baseball was such a huge part of my life as a kid growing up. My dad also coached me as we've discussed previously. And baseball still is, I mean, up until you know, last year I was still playing softball in an adult league and I made so many friends. I had some girlfriends because we played co-ed for a couple of years there growing up. And it was just a blast, you know, and even like in my twenties, we would play softball on Friday nights and then we'd go to the bar and hang out and drink. And it was very much a social thing. So I absolutely love baseball. It, I always will. I can turn on a baseball game now even if it's not my home team playing and still enjoy the hell out of baseball. And I realize I'm in the minority there because not a lot of people like watching baseball on TV, but if, if it's, if it's on TV or especially like at the park, you know, live, that's, that's a whole nother level sitting outside in the sun and smelling the peanuts here in the back crack. So I, you know, I always, I wanted to be a part of that as a kid growing up, but then, you know, I got to a point where I was playing fast pitch, where the kids pitch to you and I saw balls zinging towards my head and don't do a sexual joke there I'm talking about baseballs. And I thought, well, maybe this isn't for me. Um, is there a slower pitch option? Maybe underhand? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go that route. I'm sorry. I, I can't help myself. So you're, what you're telling me is you didn't want balls on your chin. I mean, I would try anything once, but no, 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 no. You heard it here first. Jason is a trisexual. Try? Yeah, you try anything once. Oh, okay. I was thinking <laughs> TRI. Got it. Overhead. Okay, I th I think that covers it for me. I I went through my entire list of things that I wanted to be when I grew up, and things I still want to be. And I don't think my list is done. It is ever changing. I there are always things that I want to try and do. I'm currently in the process of trying to teach myself metallurgy and some alchemy stuff. I'm currently in the process of teaching myself how to do stone sculpting. I've done some stone sculpting in the past all by hand. It's a lot of fun. So I think this process of what I want to be as I grow up is just always evolving. I'm in the middle of writing a book. Like There's always these projects that I'm working on. So 
you're blowing my mind with all this stuff. I didn't know any of this. That's really cool. Can you share some of your stone? What is it? Stone metallurgy? Do you have anything to show? Holy shit. That is nice. Okay. We're going to put that up on our Instagram. He's showing me. What, is that a superhero? What is that? Oh, it's uh, like a knight. Okay. Very cool. And what's that made out of? What's the material then? Um, marble. Marble. And you, you use what? Knives or like chisels or what? Chisels. Okay. Now, how long did that amount of work take you? If you could put it into hours, I mean, it might be tough. 45-ish? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, about 45. Now, that was the first piece that I ever did. So I just <laughs> decided I wanted to try it and I started doing it. Um, yeah. But it took me about like 45 hours. It was pretty intricate like there's like waves in the um i don't know if you can yeah. see it very well but yeah there's like waves in his cloak and stuff absolutely yeah looks good anything that requires that amount of patience and, and especially if you're a dad too like wow i did that after my first hip surgery so i had my hip surgery and i like i was like i don't want to just sit around watching tv all the time <laughs> It's funny because when I had my vasectomy and I was laid up for a while, all I did was watch TV. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, I just I I couldn't do it. Um, the only time Jason shaved his balls. Okay, at that moment, we are gonna call it quits for the evening. As always, I am your host Seth Michaels, joined here tonight with Jason, Katie, and we've brought you the Dads Off Duty podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of those will be in the description for the podcast. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. That is a five-star review on Apple. We hope to see you next time. And if you're a dad, stay off duty. <laughs> <laughs>